Asanda Beda on SAFM. All right, let's talk about wellness now. And last week, the director of the drama series, Gomorra, we were talking about this on our trending news, uh, by the name of Tabang Muleya, uh, celebrated 10 years of sobriety. Before taking the journey towards recovery, Muleya struggled with alcohol abuse and he had been open about it and his challenges. So this morning, we're putting a spotlight then on this uh, topic of alcohol addiction and how it's been classified as a disease, where people can find help, how their families can support them, and at what point, or is there any point that we stop saying somebody's sober and we just say they they quit? Mirel Wong Cardoso is a registered counsellor at the Journey and Recovery Wellness Centre, joining us on this topic. Mirel, thank you for making time. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday morning, Asanda. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for making time for us. Anytime. Okay, so alcohol addiction, I mean, we, I guess, have spoken extensively about it, but let's mm. just go back, I guess, uh, backtracking in terms of when one knows that there's a problem, what are the telltale signs or, or the things to look out for? In a, um, in a country where alcoholism, where drinking um, is just part of what we do, it's very difficult to always pick up that this person has a problem. So um, normally it's family and people close to the person that identifies that there's the problem first. Um, Mm -hmm. And the telltale signs, normally in their normal life functioning, you know, going to work late, um, missing work, missing family functions, when the person starts to do things that they wouldn't normally do, that's when family can start picking up, okay, we're, we're headed in a direction here that, that's harmful to our loved one, to the alcoholic, and um, to the family, ultimately. Mm. So the telltale signs is when, fa- when the family notices destructive behavior, I'd say. Mm. And that's the thing that, uh, you know, also the effect that people will react differently to how much they consume alcohol and even in treatment, uh, uh, studies have shown that people uh, struggling with alcohol abuse, they deal with these treatments. They don't work the same for every person. But what's mm. also interesting is our ability as women and men to to uh, uh, take alcohol. That There's a disparity there. There's a difference. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like if we're looking at um, body weight, we're looking at um, cultures, we're looking at, you know, just the ability to tolerate alcohol very different from women and men. Um, men can obviously consume more than than women in our tiny little bodies. Um, but lately, we're finding that women can drink just as much as men. Our bodies are just adapting, and that's the thing with alcohol and and other substances that our bodies adapt to the substance, and then our bodies then become so dependent on the mm. substance that, you know, and this is where we start to drop other areas of our lives because we're so focused on getting the substance that it's all that matters, and our world starts to revolve around having this, this drink. Um, so... Yeah, but also how it affects our body with the tolerance is that our organs start to depend on the alcohol. Our organs start to say, well, I haven't had a drink today. 
Um, so I can't really function. Please give me a drink. And, and you know, the alcoholic becomes so dependent that um, the body can sometimes give in. Mm. So the sooner mm-hmm. the a person seeks treatment, the better it's going to be then. So once the person has decided this is the treatment that is effective for them, uh, what are the observations that need to take place there in terms of support from family and the individual mm-hmm. themselves? So the the thing with this disease, Asanda, is nobody can diagnose this disease except for the person themselves. Mm-hmm. The alcoholic has to come forward and say, I need help something's, uh, you know, not right with me. Because as much as colleagues, friends, and family notice that the person needs assistance, the person needs help, we can't force an alcoholic into treatment. We can't force an alcoholic into changing their lives. Mm. They they have to ask for it. I mean, in, in my experience, there's so many um, addicts and alcoholics that have come into rehab by force. And, you know, it's just a month, two months of treatment. And the moment they walk out of there, they go back to the drink because they just do it to please the family, to get the family off their back. So they generally ask for help. Um, Also, the family needs to educate themselves. I think that's the most important knowledge is power. Mm. So, you know, the more you know, the better you understand what's going on and the better you'll be able to help your loved one. But um, the, the, the sooner that we get them into treatment, the better, definitely. So then even with that treatment, at what point? I mean, we talk of this example with the, cause, and we make this example because it was part of our trending news last week, uh, the mm. Gomorrah drama series director, Tabang Muller. Yes. He's been sober for 10 years. And my, my thought was, so it's 10 years. That's a long time. Are we still saying he's sober? Mm-hmm. We're not saying he stopped. Is it something that you will always just live with, this alcohol abuse? Definitely, yes. Um, it, it's one of those diseases, you know, Sunday, that there's continual research being done on it because a person can be 10 years clean and the moment they pick up that drink, something in their brain just switches. Mm. And it's like they're just back to square one again. It's like they never stop drinking. So it's very important for alcoholics to constantly remind themselves that, look, alcohol is a problem for me. Um, and I can't have another drink. It's um, very much about absolute abstinence, I say. Um, so I... Tabang, for example, um, he's done really well mm. in, you know, well-being um, holistically, you know, like career, family, um, but also recovery-wise. And he gives back to, you know, the community, he does a lot of service within um, the, the area of alcoholics and addicts. And I think that plays a big role as well in keeping him clean and, you know, keeping any alcoholic clean is important for them to to be with each other, understand each other, encourage each other. Mm. But, you know, back to, to answering your question, is this something that they live with? Yes. They live with this. Um, every day is a struggle for most of them. Uh, I know a lot of my clients will talk about, you know, I was in Woolies and I was just going down the aisle and I just had the sudden thought of, I just want a bottle of wine. Mm. 
Mm. And these are, are, are some of my clients that have been clean for five, eight years that just constantly have these thoughts pop up. So um, addiction is a lifelong disease, very much like cancer. You know, people with cancer going to remission. Mm. I like to think of recovery very much like that. Um, or diabetes, very similar way of, of you know, treating addiction. This is how, you know, mm. we stay off the sugar with the diabetics, yeah. So if one has to live with alcohol abuse, then how do they do that? Let's talk about the day-to-day uh, practicalities in terms of mm. what are the tips on how one must live with alcohol abuse. You mentioned in the case of Tabang, he does charity work. So I guess that would mean mm. find a cause that will make you feel useful and that you can give back with. Uh, you mentioned you're mm. uh, 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 somebody also walking past alcohol. So avoid seeing alcohol or hanging around uh, places where there's drinks and people drinking. What else mm. would you say are the tips in terms of how one can live with alcohol abuse? You know, um, a lot needs to change in, in like an alcoholic's lifestyle when they come into recovery. So, you know, in, especially in early recovery, mm. it's a lot more stricter for them. You know, they, they are a little bit more limited. So they have to be very self-aware, um, aware of, am I in a good space to go to this wedding this weekend? You know, well, have I had uh, a challenging week? And, you know, if I go to this wedding, I might pick up. They are the only ones that know when they are in a space where it's dangerous for them. Um, also, um, going to parties and clubs, and it's in early recovery, we say, you know, that's not a good idea because the temptation is there. Mm. Um, and my heart leaves for them because, you know, we live in a country where we have drinks all the time. You know, we're, we're watching sport, we're having drinks. We're going to a bride, yeah. their drinks. We're going to baby showers, funerals, weddings. So, you know, they've got to be on the lookout very often. Um, and so I encourage my clients to keep in contact with me, with a sponsor, with a sober friend. If you feel like you're struggling, pick up the phone. Um, give us a shout. Talk to someone about it. Um Sometimes it gets a bit tricky when they have to speak to their families about it. Mm. The family wants to jump in and control the situation um, and, and, and rescue and save. So I always recommend, you know, chatting to someone in the know, someone that um, understands their journey and stay connected to people that are sober. Um, also, just changing their lifestyle, continuing treatment, continuing therapy, um, the, the 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 importance of self development, you know, um, because when we're so focused on self care and developing ourselves, there isn't time for us to veer off, yeah. you know, off track. So definitely self development and staying connected. An interesting message from one of our listeners, Alex in Standerton, says, "I've been drinking heavily for more than forty years." And mm. in January 2020, I just thought it was enough, and I stopped. I don't even crave for it currently. I didn't go through mm. treatment, and I still hang out with the same buddies, though. Mm. I don't know what that means. Does it mean it wasn't really a problem there, or what? No, definitely there's a problem there, or was rather a problem there. 
But um, Alex is one of those cases that we I call it a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. There's some people that have to just make that conscious decision, no more. Um, and once they make that decision and there's like this conviction within themselves, they can just put it down. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get the others that, um, have to do treatment and have to do long-term treatment. And this is why this disease of alcoholism is so individualized. Yeah. Everybody is different in, in how we approach treatment. Um, how we, I, there's some people that need rehab and there are other people that can walk into an AA meeting and, and just make that decision, conscious decision like Alex has, and, um, and that's all they need. So um, I think it's also just life experience and Mm -hmm. where that person's at in their life. When you realize, geez, you know, too many consequences, um, my life's falling apart and this just cannot happen, Mm -hmm. some people are able to just put it down. Well well done, Alex, there, and all the best to Mm -hmm. you. How do people connect with you, Morel? Are you on social media? Yes, so um, I'm currently consulting at Journey Recovery Center, and we're on social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. You can jump on to our website, journeyrecoverycenter.com, and um, our telephone number is 079-465-4556. And we're always available. Um, I always say recovery doesn't take a holiday. Mm. So we're open 24-7 right through the year. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. We appreciate your time again, Mirel. Thank you so much for having me, Asanda. Have a good morning. Thank you. Mirel Wong-Cadoso is a registered counselor at the Journey and Recovery Wellness Center. Joining us for our wellness.